Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. We're going to have a conversation with Representative Jonathan Jackson, but Steve has breaking news. Yeah, we were talking about this deal to to uh, create sort of an interim or temporary speaker. The House Republican Caucus was meeting behind closed doors. They emerged a short time ago, and apparently the deal has fallen through. This is Jim Jordan uh, as he spoke to reporters just a short time ago. We made the, we made the pitch to um, members on the resolution as a way to lower the temperature and get back to work. Uh, We decided that wasn't where we're going to go. I'm still running for speaker, and I plan to go to the floor uh, and get the votes and win this race. But I want to go talk with a a few of my colleagues. Particularly, I want to talk with the 20 individuals who voted against me. So apparently there wasn't support for this interim plan in the caucus, and uh, they're sort of back to where they started, Lisa. Representative Jonathan Jackson is on the phone. I'm sure that you have something to say about that. What's going on in D.C. today? Oh, quite a bit. So after 234 years, this is the first time we have been speakerless uh, without a head of government uh, for our third co-equal branch of government. And uh, the news that just came through is that they have pulled the um, the caucus has concluded with the Republicans and there was going to be a potential intermediary, if you will, stopgap measure to have McHenry to have the power for 30 days. They're not advancing that. And uh, looks like Jordan's nomination is uh, cratering. So there's no path forward, as demonstrated by their caucus right now. And we have a looming date of uh, November 17th, where we have to do uh, appropriations, or a lot of things go off the skid. And there's renewed requests for funding for Israeli defense and for the ongoing support for the Ukrainian war. So it's a perilous time. Congressman, sort that out for us, because you say his fight is cratering. He just We just heard him say that he's going back to the floor to continue to win the votes and talk to those 20 who voted against him. Yeah, that's his lobbying, and I can't speak to all the intricacies that they're doing in their caucus. But he started out yesterday for our 16th round of votes for a speakership. Uh, we did 15 rounds with uh, McCarthy in January. Now that we have a new speaker nominee, we've gone through two rounds. The first round, he had 200 votes. The second round of voting, he had 199. So more votes went against him. Um, and the inside look at it is people in their caucus that are coming from states in the north, like New York State, that um, where Jim Jordan has a very strong uh, opinion on women's reproductive rights um, and being anti-women's choice, are, are voting against them in other pockets where these members fear they will lose their um, seats are voting against him. So I don't know all of his math and his pathway forward, but the more votes he has, it's trending that he's losing votes. And you've seen the news on people having felt threatened by other members in their caucus. They've turned on him. So he's going door to door and making the pitch. 
and it's getting and, weaker, not stronger. And we've got a lot to be. It, there's so much that needs to be done. This is um, it, we all sit here and scratch our head, thinking, how can this be happening right now, Congressman? And and is he ever? Is there any chance he's going to get the votes? <clears throat> hey, stranger things have happened, so yeah. I couldn't necessarily answer that, but. The farm bill, this is critical. This happens every five years. This is a $1.5 trillion, trillion with a T bill that needs uh, its reauthorization. And now it's caught up in appropriation. So we've got less than 30 days before the November 17th um, deadline. Before program sunset, they automatically cut off because this branch of government has not voted to fund them. So that's a hard date. I um I hope that we can have you back on at some point to talk about the farm bill because that's my that's my side business. I'm married to a third generation farmer, but we wanted to have you on to speak about the um, federal investigation that you're calling for to look into Governor Abbott over the migrant busing program. This is Congressman Jonathan Jackson, represents the first district here in Illinois. Tell us about that. Well, we have a lot of things to sort out on immigration, but what has happened is I've sent a letter um, asking for the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security to simply investigate um, either human trafficking or child smuggling, which is a federal offense. We know that many people that are coming to our region are coming from Venezuela, a country that we've had boycotts and sanctions on for the last 15 years. It's over 400,000 people in South and Central America that are trying to make their way up here. The economic conditions in their country have become so devastating because our policy has taken them out of the worldwide financial system so they can do no business. Good news is is that Joe Biden has released some of the former sanctions, so at least they can get into the U.S. to the world payment system, which is the U.S. credit system. Um, so they're escaping political and economic violence. They're coming up here, and New York City's had 120,000. I think we're at 18,000 and growing. But now the weather has changed, and I was sleeping at home the other day with my window open, and it got so cold, I got up to close the window, and I couldn't go back to sleep at 3.30. And the police station just down the block from my house on 71st and Cottage, where some officers were shot because of a scuffle, some altercation at that encampment with the police, I just drove over there to say, what is going on? There's no fight. There's no, uh, there's no fire going on that night. There's no uh, outdoor uh, porta-potties. People are sleeping out there with their children, and I just felt so sad that people are going to get sick. Uh, they're going to have to then go to our hospitals, um, which can they're going to get overrun. And so this is a health crisis that we're experiencing. But what's happened by the definition of alien, which means someone that's entered our country without documentation, that's the federal law definition. And according to the um, U.S. Code, um, there are eight U.S. Code, Section 1324, that anyone that is uh, transporting persons, um, this is a federal offense of smuggling domestic transportation, harboring, conspiracy, aiding, and abetting. You can't pick up people that have entered the country unlawfully and then transport them across state lines. You can't have people loaded onto buses, children that you don't know their ages, and drop them off in any neighborhood, in any major urban area, or be accompanied by an adult a child that's not been processed brought into this country. So now you're picking them up in Texas, 
not uh, putting them into the, our immigration system for asylum-seeking or for refuge, and you're transporting them before you have logged them and given them any form of ID and then dropping them on streets. This is where human traffic and smuggling comes in of children. And when they're under the age of 18, I can't go to a high school, elementary school, and pick up a child uh, just because I want to give them a ride home, and they said I'm their godfather, that's my god child. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. The predators and the creeps are now circling around these facilities, and I don't want to see a child exploited. Some of these children are missing. Some of these children are being exploited, and I want to put an end to it for the safety and security of these children. It's heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking. There are those who will say, well, Governor Abbott's been dealing with it. The state of Texas has been dealing with it. But he pointed to six cities to make a point to send migrants to so that we, too, could see what is happening on the border. But without, we're still getting buses without any warning or any consideration to the people who are being as you said, smuggled, um, trafficked. Yeah, and so it's a classic definition. I can't put my neighbor's children in my car and drive down to, to Tennessee or drive over to Iowa, Nebraska, and then just leave my neighbor's children. You know, you'll get hit with an offense. So the short-term uh, remedy is I want to see people treated humanely. Second thing is I don't want to see people sitting outside in the cold in Chicago that are going to get sick in the flu and when they get sick, you and I are going to be going to the same hospital as them. I don't want to see someone dying on the streets of America. There's a way to do this in a humane and an orderly fashion. I know it's not all of Governor Abbott's issue. It's all of our issue. But they have processing facilities in Texas. They deal with this more than us. And I'm simply saying take them through the normal process of documenting them, bringing them in, and then however they distribute people, that's a separate issue. But picking up children at the border, sticking them on buses. They don't know where they're going. Oftentimes they're being deceived into where they're going and dropping them into neighborhoods all around urban cities is simply wrong. It is cold in these areas, and it's in violation of federal laws that we have on the books. I simply want the laws enforced. Congressman, what, um, what goes on now after you've called for a federal investigation? What's the next step? Well, I'd like other media outlet to call the governor's office and ask him, is this true? Is this a, a law on the uh, federal books? And then I'd like to run the Illinois Attorney General, I'd like for the city of Chicago to enforce the law. Look at the code. And then I'd like to see the bus drivers arrested. They're getting paid, which means they have for profit, which means the bus companies that have these contracts, that they are for profit, that you have to go after those that are aiding, uh, abetting, harboring, transporting this smuggling operation. Well, Congressman, so you're saying you want Kim Fox to indict Greg Abbott? No, I'm saying you can start with that's that's more state and federal. The bus driver and the transportation company that's dropping them off, they are doing it for profit. You start there where it impacts your jurisdiction. So you would have the Chicago police meet these buses with handcuffs and cuff the driver? Yes, absolutely. I would treat the uh, the, the uh, people humanely. Let's get them into a processing center. Let's get them uh, physical and get them uh, access to some health care. And as best we can accommodate them, uh, I don't want to make this a, a fight amongst the poor, but those that are profiting, those bus drivers, those transportation companies that are making money off this, this is where you first start cutting the snake's head off. And meanwhile, we have a border issue that needs attention as well. 
Right, and that's a federal issue that we should be able to deal with, and we deal with that with federal policy. These people want to go back home. Let us lift the embargo, lift the sanctions. There are going to be elections in Venezuela. Some people can now be returned home uh, if it's safe enough to do so. But our policy helped collapse that country's economy. We need to change that foreign policy so that people aren't running out of their own country and their own homeland. And I think it's 26 countries that we have board, that we have sanctions and uh boycotts against. Every time we sanction and boycott somebody, they become friends with our other enemies. We have to make more friends. So I'm on foreign affairs and I'm on agriculture. I want to see us have food as diplomacy. I want us to have more friends, not not a fewer. I want us to solve these problems. I hope you'll come back and we'll talk about the farm bill and what is happening with the Speaker of the House vote. We appreciate your time, Representative. Thank you for having me. Congressman Jonathan Jackson, the 1st District. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.